0: What happens when a gang-stalking victim is pushed to the limits of his sanity? And then we travel to Vermont to take a look at a bizarre version of the Bigfoot legend. When Native Americans and European settlers realize that someone keeps pulling pretty hilarious pranks on them, they have to wonder, is this the work of a human or the beast known as Slippery Skin? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rapid Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garviner. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys don't have as bad as allergies as I do. I'm getting dangerously close to overdosing on Benadryl. But until I fall into a dark spiral of delirium... Let's go ahead and get some episodes let's go ahead and get some episodes recorded so they can release them while I'm in the mental hospital. First off, coming into Dead Rabbit Command. One of our one of our Christmas livestream contributors. I'm still working my way through that list. So many people, so many people keep donating to the show. It's so awesome. Coming on in, coming on it's the middle of June. He's dressed up like Santa Claus. He's sweating. He's sweating super hard. Give it up for Joe Logan. Woo! Yeah! He's like, I don't even listen to the show anymore, bro. I don't even remember donating money on Christmas. Joe, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Or the the live stream or any way financially, that's totally fine. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really, really helps out a lot. Get the word out. It helps the show grow. Joe, let's go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to jump off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command, and we're going to glide all the way out to Missouri. I found this posted online the other day. It was actually posted five years ago, but I just stumbled across it. The person who posted this has completely deleted their account, so we don't know who posted it, and that's concerning. It's concerning because this guy, I mean, this is five years ago. This guy may have snapped by now and already gone on some sort of violent spree, but we talk a lot about gang stalking on this show. I'll try to put a couple of episodes in the show notes. It's something we keep coming back to. I find it so fascinating because it's just, This bizarre mental illness that feeds off other people's mental illness. Now, I will say people do get gang stalked. The government will stalk people because they think that they're spies or they think they have some information that they need. And gangs, criminal organizations will stalk people as well. So there is a thing where it's a legal definition where you're stalked by three or more people is what gang stalking is. But there's also the mental illness that when you're walking down the street... And every third person you're seeing is wearing a white T-shirt. That's a signal to other gang stalkers. And every so often, you'll be walking on the street, and someone will be dribbling a ball, and that's a message to other gang stalkers. Like you, you get that level of paranoia. Every time I leave for work, I see a black Subaru driving behind me. Well, they also they also have a life. They also have to go somewhere, and their commute is probably when yours is. This is where that paranoia kicks in. And we're going to go ahead and call this guy Terry. I don't actually know his name. If if that is your actual name, it was just a guess. What's weird is for someone who believes they're being gang stalked, they give a lot of information out. This person states that they live in Oklahoma City, Missouri, and they live in the Edmond neighborhood. You would think you're being stalked. You would want to cover up your identity more than anyone But I've actually come across accounts of gang stalkers and because they believe the government already knows everything about them and there's this huge conspiracy to stalk them, why hide information? Fascinating, fascinating, you know? They figure, what's the point? Everyone already knows everything. So this guy, he posted this... This is what really caught my attention. He put this post on the conspiracy subreddit and he says, this is the title of it. So if I know or 95% sure that the CIA, NSA are messing with my life, pretty much destroyed it, and are trying to get pics of me with little kids, should I tell anyone? Who? Help, please. Now, the conspiracy subreddit obviously has its own set of lunatics running around, but gang stalking is actually an ostracized community within the conspiracy community. You have serious conspiracy theories. Who look at government and business conspiracies. And then you have people who are flat earthers and the moon's fake and monkeys don't exist and stuff like that. And there's a there's a pretty wide gap between those two. Even a flat earther, even a flat earther thinks gang stalkers are cuckoo. So this post didn't get much engagement, but it really caught my eye when he's saying they want to get pictures of him with little kids and and I was reading this this is just such a journey I want to take you on you're like please don't dude please don't tell me about the rantings of this man man too late he talks about when he goes for a walk it's so interesting cuz he has such a little self-awareness this guy whose mental illness is so obvious by his writing so you have to imagine that it's obvious just standing next to this guy that he's mentally ill He says, a lot of times I'm walking down the street with my hundred pound dog and there's always kids in front of me and they're always crying. I'm thinking, well, maybe because there's some lunatic, maybe there's some lunatic with a giant dog behind them. He goes, every time I leave my house, there's a bunch of kids in front of me and I can't get around them and they're crying. And he thinks that these kids are being put there by the (laughs) government. These kids are just walking to school, right? It's a neighborhood. He thinks that the government is putting these kids here in front of him, and he believes that these children in front... This is going to get real dark real quick. He believes these kids that are always in front of him are Pizzagate victims. So basically, you're, <laughs> let's, take it from point, let's take it from the point of view of the kids, right? These kids are walking down the street, totally normal kids on their way to school. A crazy man, a man that your parents have probably told you to stay away from, starts walking behind you with his big dog, and you don't want to be around that guy. He's giving off weird vibes, and you're just a normal kid. You're just a normal kid on your way to school. You're being followed by this guy. Now, let's switch back to Terry's point of view. He's looking at the same group of kids and think they have all been molested by members of the Democratic Party. They're just on their way to school, bro. They're just on their way to school. Why are you transposing that thing? He's saying that these kids are being forced by the government to walk in front of him, and he goes, the way that they're crying, he's always talking about these kids crying, is that I think they were forced into some Podesta stuff. Anyways, he thinks, we're just (laughs) just getting started here, when he sees kids walking on the street, he thinks they're victims of Pizzagate, and they're always crying, and he can't figure it out, but it could be because you're a lunatic, and you're walking behind them. He talks about, you know, I, I use the examples of the people wearing the white shirts, or the kid dribbling the basketball, he talks about people clicking. He says that's how the gang stalkers communicate with each other. They click, and they have little clickers. He goes, he tells this long story. I'm going to spare you a lot of the details, but it doesn't involve children. It doesn't involve children. Apparently, one time he was in the airport. He was trying to go through security check. He has a hundred pound dog. They're like, sir, you can't take this hundred pound dog on the plane. He's standing there in line, and these, these kids jump in front of him in line, and then someone walked up right behind his ear and clicked a pin. Click, click. And he thought that was like showing that the CIA was giving orders to the kids in front of him. And he, if I remember correctly, it's, uh, yeah, I have it written down in my notes. I don't have to remember it. Two clicks for yes, one click for no. You figure most pins do that, right? Click, click when you do the pin. But anyways, he believes that all of this is some CIA technology to communicate with each other. He gives this interesting backstory. And this could, this could be an origin, right? He said, listen, in 2015, this is when this all started. He goes, I lived in New York City, and I had it all. Nice car. I slept around with a bunch of girls. I would go to the electronic music festivals, EDM music. I had lots of sex, lots of drugs. So he might have just totally wasted his brain away on E. But who knows? So he in 2015, he has it all. And then his wife, I don't know if she was part of this party scene either. She might have been working. Apparently, his wife finished her college, and she was getting ready to start her career. And wherever she applied, she couldn't get accepted. And he was like, well, that's weird, because you seem overqualified for a lot of these jobs. She's like, yeah, no one will hire me. And so this is when he thinks the CIA starts interfering with his life. They end up, the only job she can get is in Oklahoma City, Missouri. So he's like, oh, no, imagine leaving behind the party scene in New York City. And you're like, oh, I hope I like country music. <laughs> I hope it's electronic country music. Can I still do ecstasy out here? They moved to Oklahoma City, they're in the Edmond neighborhood, and what he starts to believe is that they, they being the CIA, wanted him there so they could keep a better eye on him, and then he just starts listing off just random weirdness. He says, I move into Oklahoma City, and my cat got sick, and I took him to the vet, and the vet tried holding my cat hostage. And he says that he, he tells this story when he's telling the story about the vet. He de- describes himself as a scary man. He goes, I'm not bragging. I could just make people frightened of me. And so he frightened, he, he scared the vet into giving his cat back. Now, what I imagine was. The vet took the cat. I don't think the vet sent hostage video of a cat back to this dude. The cat's all tied up to a chair with a little bag over its head. And the vet's like, You need to pay your bill. I think this is what it was he needed to pay his bill. They probably had some work done. And the Actually, I don't know if vets do that. Do, do vets do that? You take your dog in to get like a root canal or something, get a thorn taken out of its paw, and then you're like, oh, that's great. Can I have my dog back? And they're like, not until you pay me money. I don't know how that works, actually. That would be kind of hilarious. That'd be a total racket. I'd be like getting these super expensive dogs and performing unnecessary surgeries. So I wouldn't even perform the surgery. I would just say, oh, his gallbladder's removed, and I'd hold out like a piece of raw liver. There you go. Give me $10,000 or you don't get your dog back. I don't know how that works. And then I eat the liver. Oh. They're like, oh, it's disgusting. Was that really a gallbladder? You'll never know. It's in my tummy. He talks about his vet. He talks about scaring his vet into getting his cat back. He meets this evil psychiatrist. He meets this evil psychiatrist. I don't know if this person's real. I don't know if this person's real, but he calls her Anita Walker. Sounds like a fake name. Sounds like a name that Bart Simpson would call up a bar, Anita Walker. Anita Walker, and I'd be terrified if I was her. I thought about whether or not to use her name. I was thinking, someone might listen to this and might be a friend of Anita Walker's and say, hey, did you know that a guy was posting online about how evil you were? And as the story continues, you'll understand that this is more than just a guy ranting online. This is a very dangerous individual. He's talking to the psychiatrist, Anita Walker, and he's talking about how evil she is Because she, shocker of shockers, tries to put him on medication to make him less nuts. She's trying to medicate him. And he's like, what? I don't need Prozac. That's what the CIA CIA wants me to take Prozac. I'm not going to take it. But he ends up taking it. Weird, right? I mean, he's probably good that he's taking it. He obviously has some mental issues. But he starts taking Prozac. And at the same time, he's going to a doctor. And he gets diagnosed with low testosterone. So that doctor starts prescribing him testosterone gel. And he, this does make him go nuts. Taking the pros starting Prozac is really hard. So he's starting Prozac, he's starting the testosterone challenge. It must have been a delight. I'm sure his wife loved hanging out with this guy. We'll get to her in a second. But he starts taking this stuff, and then he realizes no, he doesn't have low testosterone. He said he snuck into another doctor's office. And got a test. I don't know if he wore a mustache. He's like, hello, I'm not insane. Mr. Not Insane. Uh, can you test me for my, my low test? Do I really have low testosterone? Apparently, he says he went to another doctor's office and he snuck away or whatever. And they said he didn't have low testosterone. And then he started, again, this guy's nuts. This is so fascinating because what I imagine, we covered a story like this, I think, last week where a guy was hallucinating. You would say one thing, but he would hallucinate something else. He would hallucinate you begging him to murder you. This is the same thing. Here, here's a quote he has from his meetings with uh, Anita Walker. He says, quote, I stopped taking the, the medicine. I'm changing around some of the cuss words here. I stopped taking the medicine after I realized the evil that is Anita Walker. And she was messing with me the whole time. Okay, that's fair. That's his opinion. Then he continues. I think she was telling me about how her daughter likes illegal porn or protects it. What? he? It's weird because he seems to have a fascination with children. And he seems to think that his fascination with children is coming from the government. Now, we did an episode a long time ago about intrusive thoughts, where that is a very popular intrusive thought where people are like, oh my God, am I a pedophile? And they get stuck in, the, they're not, they, they don't watch child porn, they find the idea completely repulsive, but for whatever reason, like suicide is a very popular intrusive thought, homicide is a very popular intrusive thought, and so is child pedophilia. And it's just your brain gets stuck in a programming loop, it thinks of the worst thing you could possibly think of, and it makes you go, what if I did that? And it causes this loop. It's super common. People get intrusive thoughts all the time. That's what I'm thinking he might have, but instead of going, oh, this is a very common medical thing and I'm not actually a murderer, I sit there laying next to my wife and I I go, what if I bashed her head in right now with a hammer? And then that scares you because you love your wife. And then you you have to get out of that intrusive thought cycle. A lot of times it just leads to anxiety attacks. Very, 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 very rarely does it ever lead to you picking a hammer up and, and killing your wife. Very rarely. But you're just afraid you might. It's your worst fear. Your brain gets stuck in a loop of your worst fear. That's probably what's happening with this guy. But he keeps bringing it up. He keeps bringing up, which would show that it's an intrusive thought. But I don't think that Anita Walker's daughter is involved <laughs> in the illegal pornography business. So he must be hallucinating these conversations. So it's even worse than an intrusive thought. And then, so he deals with that. He stops taking the Prozac. And then he has to go take care of the doctor who prescribed him the testosterone gel, because he's in on it as well, right? He doesn't need that. And so we have this other quote. This is him going to the doctor's office who said he had a low test. Quote, so I go over to his office in a wee bit of a huff and put, this makes no sense. I don't understand what this means. I we'll, we'll break it down. I don't know if we're going to get to the Bigfoot story. The, 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 I'm, I'm so fascinated with all this stuff. Quote, so I go over to his office in a wee bit of a huff and put him in a situation involving metal and muscle and necks that issue the truth. CIA. It's the CIA. Well, what do you know? There it is. What does that mean? I didn't change any of the words there. I didn't change any of the cuss words. He actually said wee bit of a huff. I put him in a situation involving metal and muscle and necks. Did he get this this doctor in a headlock? Did he walk into this doctor's office and get this doctor in a headlock until he admitted it's the CIA? CIA, it's the CIA. That's what the doctor's saying. What in the world is going on? Don't you think that should have been in the news? This is what's so weird about this. That should have been in the news. Man walks into... man, Man who has low testosterone walks into a doctor's office, gets him in a headlock until the guy starts screaming out, it's the CIA. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. That's the only thing I can imagine. But see, at a certain point, we don't have to imagine. Because he wrote another post, a follow-up post, to this called A Day in the Life of What It's Like to Horrible, Hellish, Life Distribution, His grammar is... (laughs) I guess that's the least of his problems, right? He's mentally insane. His grammar can have a few errors here and there. A day in the life of what it's like... This is the title of it. A day in the life of what it's like to horrible, hellish, life-destroying Twilight Zone I now call reality. Now, in the earlier post, he talks a lot about his wife, and he says his wife is constantly crying. And he seems to think that she's crying because the CIA is tormenting them as a family. But again, I think it's just a total lack of self-awareness. I think she's crying because her husband is losing it. He's going insane. This post where he's talking about a normal day in his life. Starts off, he says, I wake up from the normal nightmares that I always have. And then the very next line was, see my wife of 16 years off to work. The one I can no longer trust. As I've caught her doing suspicious things several times, strange, so now his wife is clearly in the crosshairs of his illness, like before she was an ally before she was someone in the CIA was also hurting because it was trying to hurt him. but now, could you imagine being in that situation? Could you imagine living with someone who thought you were an agent of the CIA? Hope she doesn't click. She brings home a box of crickets one day. She's like, hey, look at it. They're my new pets. And he's just he's clicking all night long. Crazy. Anyways, he then goes, he leaves his house with his hundred-pound dog. They go for a walk. And he goes, I know that the entire neighborhood is spying on me, because this is how crazy things are. I'm walking down the street, and I see these guys cutting the limbs off of a tree. And then there's a woman in a baby stroller right by them. There's a woman in a baby stroller going down the sidewalk. These guys are cutting limbs off the trees. And he goes, how insane would you have to be to take a baby in a stroller by a tree where they're cutting limbs? He answers his own question because he he, he then demonstrates. <laughs> there's only two places to walk, right? She's walking with her baby, with pushing the stroller down the sidewalk. And he goes, I'm too smart to fall for that trick. I'm smarter than that woman and her baby. I'm not going to walk on the sidewalk. He then stands and he's walking down the middle of the road. He's walking right down the center of the road. So I imagine the mother (laughs) weighed her options. She could either walk by a tree that had guys cut. They weren't literally like cutting limbs off and they were falling on the sidewalk. It was just close. She goes, I could do this or... I could walk in the middle of the street and there's that guy with that giant dog, that lunatic that keeps making all the kids cry. So that's the only other option. So he thinks he's so smart because he's walking down the middle of the street with his dog. And of course, again, when you're doing that and people, people are going to stare at you, you're going to think you're being gangstalked, but you're just doing weird stuff. Then he passes by a construction site and he notices something. He's, if you can criticize a lot of things about him. His crippling mental illness, the fact that he gets doctors in headlocks, But he definitely has an eye for observation. He's walking down... They're they're wrong. (laughs) They're wrong observations, right? He's walking down the street. He sees a construction site. And he says that everyone on the... I don't know what to make of this either. He says everyone on the construction site is wearing, quote, brand new construction outfits. What's First off, what's a construction outfit? Like a hard hat and a little vest? I mean you that's it right i mean is that suspicious if like the boss is like you know what you guys have been so good at constructing lately here's brand here's brand new hats i was giving you those straw hats that wasn't really helping you guys when girders and hammers were falling on your head here's some brand new hard hats and i gave you some shiny vests as well that's it i mean were they also wearing like brand new levi's and a brand new plaid shirt or whatever but Brand new construction outfit. So he's walking down the street. He sees a construction site. Everyone's wearing a brand new construction outfit. And then also on the opposite side of the street, there's three women, three middle aged women wearing brand new construction outfits as well. Right. They got their hard hats on and their little vest. And he says they're laughing and taking pictures of him. Now, if you think, Jason, you've just kind of been reading the rancings of a madman, that would be a correct correct summary of the past 20-some-odd minutes. But this is what we get to. Remember, this took place five years ago. These posts were put up five years ago. And this is an average day. This is what happens when he's walking down the street and he sees these women. Quote, these women have their phones out, laughing, having fun, taking photos or video of me. Okay, whelp, just another goddamn day in the Twilight Zone. If I hadn't had my dog with me, I would have ran over there and started stabbing. Unquote. So this dude, from here on out, for the rest of his day, for the rest of his day, he has this knife on him and he just describes situations where he has to restrain from stabbing people. Later in that same day... We get to this quote. quote, I get in an alleyway, and a Hispanic man and his little dog are walking. I get that feeling this guy is here for me. This isn't an organic situation. So I pull out my knife to kill him. He books it. Unquote. Again, if the kids in the the kids in the neighborhood are crying when they see you, it's not because they work for the CIA. It's probably because everyone knows you have a knife and you're pulling it out on people. The women had no idea he was thinking about stabbing them all. And the only reason he didn't was because he had his dog. But he has this dog later on and he's in the alleyway and he feels, he gets, quote, that feeling. And he wants to stab this dude. This dude walking this little dog. quote. I am now at the park. At a, certain point, at a certain point, just go home, bro. At a certain point, why are you walking down the street? Why are you going to the park? Why are you you're at the dog park? You're like, oh, this is where I love to relax. This is my favorite stabbing space. Just go home. Quote, I am now at the park, almost home. So maybe he wasn't on the slides now that I read, now that I read those extra two words. Maybe... He he's all, wee! He's sliding out the slide, stabbing people. Maybe he's just walking past the park. Maybe he wasn't like, oh, it's time for a snow cone. Hopefully no one spies on me and I don't have to kill anyone. Quote, I am now at, I should have just finished reading that sentence. I am now at the park, almost home. A van full of people, all looking at me, are pulling in. And a young man behind me, holding some type of hoverboard, (laughs) he's holding some type of hoverboard, looking thing now you would think is it the hoverboard with a giant wheel no because he actually thinks it's a hoverboard from back to the future because he says are those real now so did the guy just have a regular skateboard i don't know what (laughs) it doesn't matter he's gonna stab all these people it doesn't matter like what the guy's actually holding they're gonna get stabbed so let me start this over again uh let me start this back here um the van full of people all looking at me are pulling in, and a young man behind me holding some type of hoverboard looking thing. Are those real now? Is behind me. I reach for my weapon just in case they all back off. I get home. Unquote. So it must be known in this community that this guy carries a pretty big knife. I don't think he's reaching for like a little boy scout, a little boy scout knife. He's like, oh, I'm poking in the belly. And the people leave. Now, again, it's also weird because he could be in such the throes of a hallucinatory world that maybe none of this is happening. Like, what if he's just walking on the street and none of these events happening? But then later on, he has to leave the house again. (laughs) I can't believe this guy would even live in this neighborhood. How the the, (laughs) very least, the Homeowners Association hasn't kicked him out, let alone the police. Later on, after a long day of almost stabbing people, he has to go to the pharmacy to get some medicine. So he gets in his car. (laughs) This guy has a driver's license. He gets in his car and he's driving down the road to go to the pharmacy. And someone is driving a truck and he thought this guy was following him and then the truck passes him. He, according to him, according to him, He then did the pit maneuver. It's where you hit their back tire and cause them to spin out. And then the guy drove away and drove to a Chinese restaurant and ran into the Chinese restaurant. He's like, oh, I was totally, (laughs) I totally was going to stab that guy. But too many witnesses. And then he got, he just went to the pharmacy. The Chinese restaurant's next to the pharmacy. He's like, oh, well, I'm here. Might as well go pick up my Tylenol. And then the end, he does get his medicine. <laughs> he walks in. He's like, oh, I'm going to order some Chinese food as well. He's sharpening chopsticks. He's just spoken to people. He's walking through the restaurant. He let this guy go, thankfully. He then goes home. And here's the final sentence of this post At the end of his day. It says, quote, I get back home and the clicks start again. Wife hears them too. This guy hasn't posted anything in five years. Well, his account's been deleted, so, I mean, he might have he might have had an alternative account, Stabby McStabenstein. But what is just a terrifying look at that, right? Like, this guy has to be in jail by now. This guy either needs to have been locked up for his own good and for the good of other people, or he stabbed someone by now. This guy has to be in jail by now, right? Something had to have happened to this guy. He actually tried researching, like, Edmund stabbings and you know people get stabbed in the city it's not unusual unfortunately there's a couple of people getting stabbed but none that i could all the suspects were way too young one was 16 years old this guy was was married to his wife to 16 so unless she was into zygotes unless she loved banging fetuses i doubt that it's the same person but it's creepy like the fact that this guy exists in the community We have a couple different things to look at here. We'll wrap it up like this. One, he exists in the community and everybody knows that he's a problem. Because he's walking around with a knife, pulling it out on people, hitting people with their cars and things like that. And then people aren't reporting it to the police. Because obviously that was a single day in his life. He pulled the knife on like a bunch of different people. People aren't reporting it to the police. Two, which, which is troubling, right? You should call the police when people are trying to stab me. I shouldn't have to tell you that. Someone's trying to stab you, call the police. Or even if it's not you, if you're looking out your window and you see a guy cause a car crash, and the dude gets out of the car and runs into the Chinese restaurant, call the police. And then call for some Chinese takeout. But then it's also troubling to think, what if none of this is happening, but he's that crazy he thinks it is? Like he's walking down the middle of the street and there's a, just a tree there. No one's cutting it down. There's no woman with a baby. Or he's walking down the street with his dog and he's hallucinating crying children. Victims of child abuse children in front of him. Like, what's creepier? Think about it on a realistic level. What's creepier? Really think about this. Walking down the street. (laughs) What's creepier, a bunch of crying children who have been subjected to horrible abuse? Or, okay, that's creepy. That's the worst one. What's creepier? Forget that one. Forget that one. What's creepier, walking down the street and there's a bunch of children crying in front of you? Or, okay, that one's pretty creepy too. It's creepy if it's real. But you know what I mean? Like Imagine if your hallucinations were that vivid that you could hallucinate a group of crying children and you build this whole backstory for them to explain the vision. I'm like, there was not a construction site. It was like a fully built CVS pharmacy, but he's hallucinating so badly, he sees people working with these new uniforms on. Like, that is terrifying to me as well, that he's that lost. And you have to think, like, yeah, people in this community probably know about him, but do they know he's posting? Like, do they know the depth of his insanity? It's just creepy to think that... This guy's out there, and he's just the guy posting online. I'm sure that we interact with these people. It's not super common, right? I'm not going to say it's your boss at work who's hallucinating you, crying in the corner. But now that would be terrifying too, right? You're like, but why? (laughs) Whenever you give me the job review, you always say that I spend at least three hours a day sobbing in the corner. I clearly don't do that. He's like, well, I do do see you do that. And I've thought about stabbing you once or twice just to get you working again. You're like, what? Like, this guy, I mean, obviously this guy has a driver's license, right? He can move around town. He was functional enough at one point to hold down a job. So was it just like a mental decay? Did he just blow his minds out with drugs? Who knows? But whatever the origin story is, he's out there. And he might still be out there. I have a, The fact that his account's deleted and he hasn't posted makes me think that he did something. He did something, he got incarcerated. I can't imagine his wife's still with him, right? Could you imagine living in a situation like that? Absolutely insane. And this is, we have the gang stalking, and then we just have an underlying mental illness colliding to the point that he cannot tell what's real and what's false, and his narrative makes it hard for us to tell what's real and what's false. Did he get a doctor in a headlock? Like, shouldn't he have gone to jail for that? But if nobody's calling the cops, if everyone truly is afraid of him or if they only know their single interaction with him, they may go, it's not worth it. But man, what a cancer on the city of Oklahoma City, right? To have someone like this out there. Terrifying story when the world of gang stalking collides with the real world. There's only two ways these stories get resolved, the authorities deal with it before or after it becomes a serious problem. Either he gets the help that he needs, which, of course, he's going to say is just part of the conspiracy, right? When he's forced to undergo medical treatment, mental medical help is just part of the system taking him down. Or they can come in and clean up the mess afterwards. And by then, it's too late for somebody, right? Right. Instead of having mental health counselors, he's now in prison. If not, you know, murder-suicide or something like that. Like, It's a terrifying story. Are any of these people still alive? How's his wife doing? How is he doing? How's that man with the dog in the alley doing? The story of Terry is the story of a man in the middle of a delusional world. One where he is an important enough figure that the CIA wants to take him down. It makes him feel strong. It makes him feel important. Even though they've ruined his life, it makes him special that the CIA would want to destroy him. But in the end, Terry will most likely, if he hasn't already, destroy himself. He'll stab someone. He'll kill someone. He'll commit a crime that ends up throwing him behind bars. And if he thinks that he is being gang-stalked now, if he thinks that every single move that he makes is being watched by hateful eyes, if he thinks that his life is a hellish reality now, that is nothing compared to what he will face day after day for decades in a Missouri prison.